0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Chapter 11 of Gypsy the Talking Dog. A story for young folks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gillian Hendry. Gypsy the Talking Dog. A story for young folks by Tudor Jenks. Chapter 11. Gypsy's Voyage for a day or two the ship remained at the pier loading all day long men were rolling and carrying and hauling things up the gangplank, and stowing them away in the great dark hold of the vessel the sailors too were working hard and did not have any time to give to the dog as for gypsy himself he was so well pleased with his good luck in getting aboard a steamer that was to sail so soon that he devoted himself only to resting and keeping out of the way besides he was tired by his long tramp about the city after he had passed his time so quietly in chris and helen's house and now he was glad to keep quiet once more at first he found himself a good deal in the way no sooner did he pick out a nice place for a nap than someone would come and roust him out of it he was too much of a landlubber to know which parts of the deck were likely to be undisturbed and it was not until late in the second day that he found out that by going far forward into the bow, he would be where nobody came. Jack, the French sailor, was very kind to Gypsy when he had time, and took care that the little dog had two good meals every day, and that there was a tin of fresh water within his reach. But except for a kind word in passing, and a pat on the head now and then, he was too busy to pay any attention to Gypsy. On the third day, the cargo was all in, and at last the ropes were cast off. A sturdy little tug was attached, and the steamer was hauled out into the river and towed out to the harbour. Gypsy was still kept busy avoiding the trampling feet and tumbling packages, and had no time to notice anything. He knew that they had begun the voyage, and that was all he cared about just then. And when they finally were in blue water, and the waves began to toss the vessel about, Gypsy found out what Jack had meant by several joking remarks about getting his sea legs on. He could not at first keep his footing, and once or twice went rolling over the deck, until he came whack against the bulwarks. Besides, Gypsy did not feel at all well. He did not enjoy his meals, and in fact ceased to eat anything for the first day or two at sea. He was seasick, and so miserable that he began to wonder if he hadn't made a mistake in trying to cross the ocean. The voyage from Europe in the big passenger steamer had not made him sick at all, But this little boat bobbed about in a manner very different from the long, slow roll of the enormous ocean racer. Gypsy was cured of his seasickness in a curious way. One of the sailors, the same one that had been mending his clothes when Gypsy came aboard, was a mischievous fellow, and like other lovers of mischief, thoughtless of the suffering his jokes caused. Seeing Gypsy moving mournfully about the deck, he said, "'This will never make you a sailor pup!' Do you know how we make sailors out of green hands? We send them aloft. That's the best cure for seasickness. Then, seeing that Sailor Jack was not on deck, he caught Gypsy up and jumped into the rigging. Even if the dog had known what the sailor was going to do with him, he could not have run away. And indeed, Gypsy did not much care just then. Up and up climbed the sailor, holding Gypsy tight with one arm and climbing with the other. Higher and higher he went, until he came at last to the very top of the mast, where there is a flat, round place called the truck. Then, reaching up, the sailor put the dog there, and slid down, leaving the poor little landlubber to crouch down and hold on as well as he could. Scared? Gypsy was scared out of his seasickness. He crouched tight down and, getting his paws over the edges, held on for his life. Meanwhile, Jack had come on deck just in time to see the other sailor coming down, and looking up, he spied Gypsy clinging to the truck. Jack thought the little dog could hold on for a few minutes at least, and slipping quietly below, he waited quietly with a rope's end until the mischievous sailor came within reach, and then began to dust his jacket for him. Jack gave the scamp a good thrashing, and then, dropping the rope, climbed the mask and took Gypsy safely down the other sailor was angry but the rest of the crew told him he deserved all he got and so nothing more came of the squabble except that gypsy found his seasickness was entirely cured and from that day began to enjoy his life at sea the weather was fine the winds and waves quiet and the steamer ploughed her way day after day without much to remember or to tell gypsy and jack became excellent friends and good companions When Jack was on deck during a night watch, Gypsy would stay beside him or walk with him. When they were below, Jack tried, after the manner of sailors, to teach his pet some tricks. Of course, Gypsy knew all the common tricks, but he thought it wiser to let Jack have the pleasure of teaching them over again. And in that way, too, Gypsy had many a reward for his cleverness in learning tricks he had already learned long ago. There was one thing Gypsy didn't like at all. They sometimes put him into the hold to kill rats and these fellows were so big and so fierce that it was no easy matter to deal with them. But Gypsy felt it was only right he should do some work in return for his passage and support, and did his part so well that the captain praised him, and told Jack that Gypsy was paying his way. Gypsy found out, too, that the fighting and hard work did him good, giving him plenty of exercise and improving his courage. Altogether, the voyage was making Gypsy over. He was bigger, stronger, braver, and more cheerful. He became a little more used to fun and good-humoured joking. The men had no other pet aboard, and so played many tricks on the dog, tricks that he took good-naturedly. Of course, no one ever suspected that Gypsy could talk, and he was glad of that. He was afraid that the sailors would never let him go if they knew all he could do, and if they found out he could understand what they said. So they sailed on, and the days passed by. "'until Gypsy began to find the voyage much longer than he had expected. "'He did not know or didn't remember just how long he had been at sea coming to America, "'but he felt sure, as time went on, that this voyage was much longer than that had been. "'Exactly how many days they had been at sea, Gypsy could not tell, "'when one day he heard the cry, "'Land ho!' and was overjoyed to think that his long voyage was over. "'But unfortunately Gypsy had made himself too well-liked, The sailors were afraid they might lose him, and before they came near the harbour, Jack took Gypsy down below and shut him up in a kind of prison made of wooden bars. Jack came to see him every day and still looked after his comfort, but Gypsy was not let out. One day he whined and begged and made such a fuss that Jack felt sorry for him. Never mind, old fellow, said he soothingly. You don't want to get lost here in South America. Just wait until we get to Madagascar and then you'll have a run ashore like the rest of us. You may be sure this gave Gypsy something to think about. He didn't know much geography, it is true, but he understood that South America was part of America, and not in Europe. While, as for Madagascar, it was a place of which he had never heard. Gradually he began to see that he had been very stupid just when he had thought he was cleverest. He had thought a French sailor must be going to France and had never done anything to find out where the steamer was bound. Now he was sure that they were going to some part of the world that was far away from where he had left his master, and what to do about it he didn't know. You may be sure that Gypsy did not have many happy hours in his prison, and even when the vessel was once more at sea, and Gypsy was let out of his prison, he was in a doleful state of mind. End of chapter 11